It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell flying solo on this edition. David Harrison will be back for our next episode. We are brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, like this one, the Locked On Washington football team podcast. We welcome aboard uh, listeners, new and old, and we welcome all you guys that are with us Uh, all the time or even on an occasional basis. Thank you. We can't do it without you. Uh, Again, David Harrison will be back on the next episode. In the meantime, you can follow him on Twitter at dharrison82. You can listen to him as well on the Locked on Bucks podcast and as well BucksNation.com. You can listen to me Monday through Friday, 3 to 7, on the flagship station for the Washington football team with Pete Medhurst, Russell and Medhurst, four hours, not just Washington football talk, but a lot of it. Certainly. Uh, And as well, you can check me out in print, uh, Washington Football on SI.com. And of course, here on the Locked on Washington Football Team podcast, and also WUSA9. You can check out the Twitter handle for the show as well at LockedWFTPod, at LockedWFTPod, and occasionally catch us on WUSA9 in Washington, D.C. Uh, and as well, WUSA9.com. All right, so let's get started on this particular edition of the Lockdown Washington football team podcast. Uh, Tuesday was OTA day. That's right, the media was allowed to be there, and this podcast was. I was there in person. We will have all my opinions and observations and analysis coming up shortly. But first... You know, Washington hasn't signed enough players recently. 
they haven't hired enough front office executives. They haven't shuffled the role of enough scouts recently. Uh, they take complete owner. They have to take complete ownership of the fact that literally they are trying to keep themselves in the headlines 360 days out of the year. It's crazy. So they signed another tight end on Tuesday afternoon after, of course, we met with Ron Rivera. After, of course, we were at practice. Uh, so nobody gets to see him and nobody gets to ask Ron Rivera about him for another week. And that's Ricky Seals-Jones. Who is Ricky Seals-Jones? Well, I'm glad you asked. So Ricky Seals-Jones comes over from the Kansas City Chiefs. He played two regular season games and two playoff games. Didn't play a whole lot. Only had one target, no catches. Um, really kind of just a reserve you know, player, what have you. But he did play in two playoff games against the Cleveland Browns and against the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship. The playoff game he did not play was the Super Bowl. Why? Because Dion Yelder was coming back from injured reserve for the Kansas City Chiefs, who happens to play at the same position. Dion Yelder drew the Super Bowl game assignment as opposed to Ricky Seals-Jones. Now, why, you might ask, am I interested in that? Why am I making that big of a deal? Well, because maybe you don't remember this. But Dion Yelder signed with the Washington football team just a couple of weeks ago. So now Dion Yelder and Ricky Seals-Jones, two guys that were with Kansas City in the playoffs last year, uh, one guy that played for two playoff games and another guy who replaced him in the Super Bowl, he signed earlier and now Ricky Seals-Jones signs with Washington. Now, Ricky Seals-Jones started his career uh, in Arizona uh, and then eventually wound up in Cleveland and then over in Kansas City. Um, he had four touchdowns in his rookie year. I think he had four in 2019 in Cleveland. Uh, obviously, none in 2020. And I'll, I, I think it was only one in 2018 in Arizona. So he got off to a pretty good start. And his numbers are kind of weird, right? Because his first and third year, he averaged like 16 plus per reception. Which, for a guy that's kind of bouncing around the league, is pretty damn good. And especially if you can do that at tight end, right? Now, he used to be a wide receiver uh, or do some work at wide receiver. So, I, I mean, who knows? But the bottom line is, is Ricky Seals-Jones now comes over and gives Washington a little bit more competition. Uh, and if you look at the tight end group, you have... John Bates, the fourth round pick out of Boise State. You have Logan Paulson, not Logan Paulson, Logan Thomas. Uh, Logan Paulson is working with Logan Thomas. You have Samus Reyes. You have Dion Yelder, who we just mentioned. Tamaric Hemingway, who was on the active roster for a couple of games last year. And Tyrone Sweeps. Uh, and, of course, now uh, the newest addition, Seals Jones. So that's a lot of bodies, and you're likely only taking three. Some teams have taken four tight ends because they can help on special teams. They can help as a fullback, an H-back. They can, you know, if you run a lot of 12 personnel with two tight ends or, tri or, or 13 personnel with three tight ends, uh, you know, you need extra bodies, right? So I, I guess I can't say it's absolutely going to be three, but it's likely going to be three. And of course, the question becomes is which three, right? And I would tell you this. You know, that right now I look at Logan Thomas, obviously, and John Bates uh, as uh, 
you know, locks. And then everyone else that I mentioned, Yelder, Samus Reyes, Tamara Hemingway, Tyrone Sweeps, and Ricky Seals-Jones, five guys competing for definitely one spot, maybe two, maybe two. So we'll have to see how that all shakes out. Now, there was no corresponding roster move announced. There may be one by the time you listen to this, so we don't have that. Again, it could be somebody from a different position group. I mean, it could be Hemingway or Swoops from the tight end group. It could be a guy like Steven Sims Jr., who missed OTAs on Tuesday. Now, Ben Standing of The Athletic reported that it, it, you know he had communicated that he wasn't going to be there and he's expected back on Thursday. I have no idea exactly what's going on, but here's what you know, or here's what I know. A guy like Steven Sims Jr., who's already in roster trouble, yeah, I mean, he's got to find a way to be there. Even though it's voluntary, got to find a way to be there because he's got to get the confidence back of the coaching staff right now. He doesn't have it. Whatever the reason is, and hopefully there's nothing bad, he's got to get back there because he needs to force the door open. This is not a situation where he is guaranteed by any stretch a roster spot, and even uh, with a good camp, he still might, quite honestly, be on the outside looking in. So there'll be a great battle at tight end. Lots of guys, lots of competition. Ron is absolutely serious. Uh, 90-man roster. I mean, you know, of course you can have a lot of bodies at every position, but I think it's interesting that they're not just taking unsigned college free agents, guys that have no NFL experience. They are getting guys like Yelder and, again, Seals Jones and, um, you know, and 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 other guys on the offensive line and or uh, at the wide receiver group that have some NFL experience. All right, so we have that. As well, the NFL will have unified starts to training camp. Um, And what that means is 29 of the 32 teams will be reporting to their respective camps on July 27th. The Cowboys, the Steelers, who play in the Hall of Fame game in Canton, and the Buccaneers, who play in the first game of the season, um, and I don't know why their opponent is not uh, listed in this as well, but... Uh, Right now, the NFL is saying 29 teams report on July 27th, which should mean that practice should begin on July 28th, but that is unofficial at this point, uh, right? Because usually they report the day before, but because of additional testing and uh, other things, it's possible it could be uh, July 29th. Now, The NFL is also apparently saying that on Saturday, July 30th, they're going to have basically all teams have basically a fan appreciation day, which is something the Washington football team does on a regular basis. And they're going to do all sorts of fun activities uh, for kids and all that stuff. Uh, And again, crowds are allowed back as long as it cleared uh, and clears local and state authorities and rules and you know, all of the different things that come with that. So it looks like, once again, we are inching closer and closer and closer and closer to normal NFL football. All right, coming up next, my observations and opinions from OTA Day on Tuesday at the Inova Sports Performance Center in Ashburn, Virginia. I'm Chris Russell, flying solo, David Harrison, back on the next episode. This is the Locked on Washington Football Team Podcast.
All right, guys, Built Bar is the best, right? We tell you about Built Bar all the time. They're nine delicious regular flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor. If you don't know the original flavors that I'm talking about, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel, all covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Uh, I know uh, that we are trying to work on an alternative for uh, our friend that left a voicemail on the last episode. We are working on that. You know what my favorite flavor is? I talk about it all the time. Yeah, peanut butter brownie. Why? Because peanut butter, chocolate, and brownie, who can beat that? David loves the mint chocolate brownie. Uh, you can love that. You can love whatever you want. Whatever is your thing, make sure you get it at BuiltBar.com. And if you don't have a favorite flavor, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. That's not enough peanut butter brownie, in my opinion, for me. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're also healthy too. They are high in protein. They are low in calorie, low in net carbs, only four or five grams of sugar, depending on the bar, and they are perfect for a meal replacement, a dessert, or just simply an afternoon treat. Order today, get that raspberry mint brownie or whatever you like. Again, peanut butter brownie is what I would suggest. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Once again, flying solo, no David Harrison. He'll be back on the next episode. Uh, you can follow David at dharrison82, Locked On Bucks, and as well, BucksNation.com. You can follow me at Russellmania621 and the podcast at LockedWFTPod. And of course, you can listen to me Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 with B. Medhurst on the flagship station for the Washington football team, the Team 980, and the Odyssey app, which is where you can also get this podcast. All right, so Tuesday I was at OTAs uh, and a couple of big picture takeaways. Listen, Landon Collins was out there for a stretch. He seemed to be bouncing around pretty good, dancing uh, a little bit and very into it, very up. Uh, and that's good to see. Now, he did not participate in any team drills, 11-on-11, 9-on-9, that type of thing. However, he was in deep center field, if you will, deep middle of the field, and he was going through his mental reps uh, and observing and sometimes occasionally coaching up his guys at the safety position, giving them little tips. And it looked like, it looked like that Landon Collins was kind of, you know, into it and feeling good. And maybe he has a great mindset to get his career back. Remember how badly he struggled before the injury last year, then the brutal injury. I've been cutting him short. Maybe, just maybe he's got more left in the tank than I think he does. But hopefully he does because the Washington football team is paying him a lot of money and they could use uh, his talent in a variety of different ways. All right, so that was one thing. The other big story was Ryan Fitzpatrick making his Washington football team uh, debut, number 14 in gold jersey. Uh, listen, Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't do 
a whole lot that made you go, wow. But he made one really, really, really nice throw. Uh, back shoulder fade to Cam Sims, who made a nice adjustment on it, caught it, went tumbling out of bounds. And Ron Rivera obviously saw that and mentioned it a couple of times in his press conference. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick also had a little swing pass off of a jet motion to Curtis Samuel that I saw. Uh, and and looked fine, looked fine throwing. Uh, we got to talk to him afterwards. Uh, perhaps we'll have time to run back some of that uh, later on this week when there isn't as much news. But Ryan Fitzpatrick was talking about you know the adjustment he's had to make his kids being in Florida, learning the offense, uh, you know palling around with Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen who also returned to practice today, and Stephen Montez saying that uh, mutual friends and uh, contacts and all that stuff. And Ryan Fitzpatrick seems like everything that you would want him to be, right? I mean, he's older, uh, he's experienced, he's been now with nine teams. I got to ask him uh, about being with, you know, nine different teams, and that means nine, you know, different offensive coordinators and first days uh, and new books and new play calls and new systems and all that. You know, and, and listen, I mean, he said, you know, it helped. I mean, there's no doubt that he feels more comfortable going through this type of situation with Scott Turner being a new offensive coordinator. He worked with Kenny Zampezi for a little bit in Cincinnati. With Scott Turner being a new offensive coordinator and voice and having a different style, uh, he said, you know, he's definitely more prepared and better at it because of everything he's been through. Um, in terms of Taylor Heineke, I thought he was the best looking of the quarterbacks out there, or maybe he was just the one I noticed the most. He had about a 50-yard bomb uh, deep over the middle of the field to Deami Brown, who went up, climbed the ladder, made a nice adjustment. It was a little bit underthrown, uh, but Deami Brown came up with it, the third-round rookie out of North Carolina in front of Troy Apke, and I believe it was Bobby McCain, but I don't have 100% uh, confirmation on that. I also saw... Uh, Taylor Heineke, um, you know, he got bottled up one time by a defensive end who was barreling down on him, uh, and he kind of dropped three-quarter sidearm, and he was able to get a, a a a pass with pretty decent zip out to I think it was Tony Brown, one of the young receivers that are on this roster, uh, and along the sideline, it was a nice-looking throw despite having to drop down and kind of go underneath the defensive lineman. Uh, charging at him. There was one time I thought he held on to the bell too long. Uh, there was one pass where he was intercepted um, on a bat up uh, as one of the young defensive backs, um, Tory McIver, kind of came over the top. Uh, I can't remember it was the receiver. I, I, I don't remember. Maybe it was Isaiah Wright uh, and the ball bounced up in the air and then it was picked off and intercepted. I mean, you know, listen, like nobody's perfect. Um, and Kyle Allen, you know, did some decent things uh, and looked like the ball was uh, coming out of his hand just fine. And he looked like he was moving around fine, but really hard to get a good feel until you see these guys day after day after day after day. So those are a couple of initial observations. I would also say this um, to me, Curtis Samuel was awesome. The speed, the usage, the jet sweeps, the swing pass that I mentioned from Fitzpatrick. Uh, we didn't even get to see how they're going to use him all together. I mean, but you can imagine he's going to work out of the slot, outside, a lot of jet motions in front of the quarterback, behind the quarterback, uh, all sorts of different things at halfback or in the backfield. I mean, 
you are going to see a lot from Curtis Sammy. I'd be very, like, that would be a strong, 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 strong fantasy play uh, for me this year because a lot of t- players, a lot of teams are going to have to pay attention to Terry McLaurin or Curtis Samuel. It's probably going to be McLaurin until Samuel starts to hurt them. And then, you know, maybe they'll adjust some things to him and McLaurin will get going. So hopefully they can both be healthy so we can truly see the impact of this wide receiver group, especially at the one and the two. And the last thing I'll point out is Jamin Davis was working at the Mike linebacker on Tuesday, uh, even when John Bostick was on the field. And that was interesting because we had been told that Jamin Davis would be outside. We weren't sure which position, but uh, he was actually the Mike linebacker even when John Bostick was on the field. So that was interesting. Uh, We saw them without each other on the field. We saw them together on the field. And again, he was the Mike both times. So we'll see where that goes. Could just be trying to get him some early reps. Uh, Certainly that is possible because they need to get him ready to be the Mike linebacker for the future. Meanwhile, Troy Apke was working a little bit at corner. I saw six, seven reps maybe where he was working at the far outside left corner and in press coverage. And you kind of wonder whether that's more than just a thing, right? I mean, he obviously needs to prove his worth somehow. And it could be by being able to play corner and safety. We know he's got tremendous athleticism and speed, and he's got a pretty good frame. The problem is, is he's completely lost in coverage, but maybe he's struggling to read route concepts and a lot of things coming right at him and coming downhill at him. And if he can get his eyes in one place on one receiver, especially in press man, maybe that's the way to go with Troy Apke and to be able to keep him on the team in terms of special teams. All right. So those are my observations from day two of on-field OTAs, but day one for the media. We're not allowed back out there until next Wednesday. So until now and then, it's just whatever we can glean from Twitter and whatever the team lets us in on. So that's my perspective. Uh, If you have a comment, uh, anything that you heard, anything that you liked, anything that you didn't like, please, 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 please let us know. You can do so a couple of different ways, right? We have ways for you to do it. Yes, a voicemail line that you can leave a voicemail message on with a question, a comment, uh, praise, criticism, whatever it is, 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577, or you can email lockedwftpod at gmail.com. We're back in a flash to wrap it up right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. All right, guys, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of the sports action. Baseball season in full swing, the professional basketball playoffs are going on the hockey playoffs are going on you still have the belmont stakes you have golf you have tennis all over the place at bet online before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in on the game head to the site or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on at Bet Online, your online sports book experts. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, we wrap up the Locked On Washington football team podcast with this. So CBSSports.com anointed the Washington football team the number one defense heading into the season. Listen, the defense has improved. There is no denying that. Jamin Davis is going to make it better. William Jackson III is going to make it better. Bobby McCain is going to make it better, we think. There's competition abound. Uh, they drafted a couple of defensive ends to replace um, Ryan Kerrigan and Ryan Anderson. Now, three, uh, the two that they drafted, along with James Smith-Williams, aren't likely all to make it, but two out of the three probably will, and the other one probably will go uh, on the practice squad if everything shakes out and everybody's reasonably healthy. By the way, Matt Ioannidis came back uh, on Tuesday as well. But I can't put this team as the number one defense when they struggled the way they did against the run last year at a lot of key spots. There was, ironically, during the winning streak that they had in late November and early December, they stopped the run really well. Good dog, go figure. Uh, nobody wants to pay attention to that. But, you know, what, what great quarterback did this team shut down? I mean, you want to argue Ben Roethlisberger? Okay. I mean, he's 40 years old. It was cold as you know what. And he was banged up. Yes, the Steelers were 11-0. And he had some success early on in that game. But Washington did a good job, right? But that's about it. I mean, there were no Aaron Rodgers. There were, you know, Tom Brady, they gave up 500-plus yards to uh, him and, and the Buccaneers' run game in the playoffs, right? There was no Josh Allen last year. There's all of those guys this year. There was no Deshaun Watson, no Matt Ryan last year. You know, they didn't have any of those guys. To deal with this year, they start off with Justin Herbert, and I don't want to say it gets easier from there. It doesn't. I mean, unless Daniel Jones really struggles. I mean, he's okay, but then Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Denver doesn't have a great quarterback situation, but Teddy Bridgewater did some nice things against Washington last year. You get the point. They are going to have some really, really, really tough competition. I don't think they're the best defense in the NFL. I don't think they should be ranked number one. Now, if you ask me who, well, yeah, Tampa, New Orleans, Denver, teams like that. I don't know. I mean, all of those teams have blemishes too. So maybe that's how you arrive at number one. But I wouldn't put Washington at number one until they can show me that they can consistently stop the run. And this press man defense that they're going to be playing a lot more of is significantly improved, both at corner and safety. There was too many big plays given up by the corners last year. Ronald Darby and Kendall Fuller. So hopefully the pass rush, hopefully a better run defense, hopefully a better press man corner in William Jackson III, Benjamin St. Just, uh, who can also play press corner, uh, and of course we know is long and tall, and Jimmy Moreland, and uh, you know again, Kendall Fuller, maybe Kendall Fuller kick, kicks in the slot, who knows, Daryl Roberts is out there uh, right now, we will we'll see, but this is not the number one defense in my opinion, and I think in any reasonable opinion. I mean, it's top five, but it's not number one. Um, until they prove it. 
And they've got to prove it against a really, really tough gauntlet of a schedule. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Thanks for being with us. Uh, as always, again, like we mentioned, you can hit up the voicemail line uh, at 301 615-3577-301-615-3577 or LockWFTPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, as always. Thanks for subscribing, sharing, spreading the word, and spreading the love, and keep coming back for more right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.